Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Transformation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the community. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to wannabe writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner or know of an entrepreneur or small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have... We going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's KO hyphen FI.com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So. Shout out to Latoya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Yeah, mine, and we really did not want to do anything under our names. So we wanted to come up with something together, like have like a team name. Why Why, why is that? Why, why didn't you want to do anything under your name? Because... Um, on, uh, I don't really know. We just thought it would be cool to have an oh. alias and, you know, have something, uh, have like a brand going. Um, we were doing a lot of Boudoir photo shoots at the time too. And, you know, it was, we were just trying to play it safe. <laughs> what kind of photo shoots? I'm sorry. Boudoir. What is that? I'm not familiar with that. Um, it's a uh, lingerie. Lingerie. So why don't you yeah. just say lingerie? Well, it's just a technical term. <laughs> what is it now? Because now I want to say it. I want to say it like, and I, I want to give the, say it again. It's called what? Bador. Bador. Yeah. Is it pronounced it's it correctly? French, it's, yeah, it's a French word. Um, yeah, that's that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to sound smart. How you doing? When I say it, man. Bador. Where are you yeah. from originally, man? Um, I'm from Dubai, UAE. Grew up, born, raised in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Currently living in Toronto, 
uh, moved to Canada, I'd say around 10, 15 years ago. Okay. And uh, yeah. Right, what so about the you? Creative, the cre- I, me, I'm originally from um, Barbados. I, oh, okay. uh, I grew up in, in Brooklyn. Oh. Like, and during the middle of the, uh, the crack epidemic. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it was uh, quite an interesting times. <laughs> How long ago would you say that was? That was like the the nineties. Oh, okay, so talking back so early nineties uh, or late. 90s? Like I grew, I went to high school in the eighties, mm. so you know eighty to eighty four, um, and then worked like ran a drop off prevention program in the city from mm. like eighty five to like ninety six. 95, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was um, during the Rudy Giuliani years. Okay. So, yeah, it's interesting seeing it. You know, you hear about it in records or whatever, and, and living it is, living through it is, is uh, it's a different. Uh, do you think, do you feel that Brooklyn today is very different from Brooklyn um, when you were growing up? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I remember, How so? I, huh? How so? Um, like in a good way or a bad way? Um, I'm guessing in a bad way. No, it's not a bad way. It's just okay. It's uh, you think about. I'll just. I had went back. I you know I, I started a family, moved to Long Island. I would come back to visit occasionally, and so Tompkins Avenue was like was like a rough. Um, it's a rough spot. You know, two fifty eight yeah. Park or whatever. It's, a, ju- it's a, a junior high school. People hang out. You know, they were just crack was just starting to you know make its rounds. You know, people start selling whatever. So I saw this white woman on a bike. And in that section of Brooklyn, like I had never seen a white woman, a white person, period, unless it was police or firemen. Really? Really. Like, wow. So seeing her in that section of Brooklyn, I was like, yo, she lost? I was concerned for her safety. <laughs> yeah. And I saw it's a call of friends like, yo, Derek, man, you haven't been back in Brooklyn in a while. You know, you come back, you know, to, you go to church or whatever and, and you're working there. So it's, it's different. And, you know, you, you, gentrification comes and then people get priced out. And now it's like hip and cool to be in Brooklyn. It's expensive as hell, almost as expensive if, you know, as, as being in Manhattan. But I never just mm-hmm. spent like time in, in, um, in Brooklyn. Like I would always get on a train and just travel, you know, just to be able to see different parts of the, uh, different parts of the city. Mm-hmm. It's funny you mentioned that because um, growing up in Dubai, UAE, like we, drugs are non-existent. It's like, they're really hard on drugs. And mm-hmm. if you get caught, you know, with drugs on you or any type of like, even weed. Here in Canada, weed is legal now. Mm-hmm. So You seem really a, excited about that. Oh, <laughs> like I was, honestly. Well, that's no, a, I face, go off on a tangent. Sorry. <laughs> Your face is like, no, it's legal now. Your eyes weren't that wide, but <laughs> when I'm retelling the story, I'm going to embellish it, man. Uh, um, no, absolutely. I am definitely excited about it. But like, um, I, I would definitely say that while it was like it, the getting legalized, it's become more of a norm now. So we mm-hmm. don't like, it's not, I don't get that excited about it. Plus I'm nearly 30 now. So like, you know, there was a time when I was growing up, like that was a thing. And you'd be yeah. like, yo, like, you know, let's blaze up and that would be the cool thing to do. But now that it's legal, I feel like that excitement and that thrill has kind of gone away anyway. Yeah. It's just so normal. Everyone like does it. It's not really even a big deal. Yeah. Not business. Yeah. Um, however, um, 
crack and you know cocaine and all these drugs are still on the go yeah. and i've seen some lives get ruined people do some terrible things yeah between that and oxycontin oh yeah fentanyl is another thing that's mm. making the rounds now crazy crazy so i'm gonna do a quick yeah. introduction i don't know if you um are a coffee drinker or not um so I will ask you if you're a, um, if you, I don't know if I put this in the notes or not, if you're a D&D or five bucks person. Um, I don't know what that is. Okay. So D&D is Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know what coffee you have. Oh, um, dude. If, <laughs> and five bucks is, is Starbucks. Um, so it's we, just got, huh? we got Timmy's over here, Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Oh, so you'll be sure, you'll, 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 you'll mention that Timmy's. So say Timmy's is, is hilarious to hear. Coffee. So we're definitely I'm 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 on that Tim's. <laughs> okay, sure. you're on Tim's. That's cool. That's triple, cool. Triple, I think yeah. it was some something in, in, in Tim Hortons with a lit was that was Tim Hortons. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about it when, when it comes up. Where she I think she she shitted and then like was throwing the shit at the um I think that was a couple of years ago. I think I read something about that. Yeah, that was Tim Hortons. Yeah. yeah. That was Tim Hortons. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's a shitty place, man. Yeah. But yeah, so then <laughs> that I almost I was almost I was scheduled to go to a um to a triathlon event for dear friend Khadijah Dick. Shout out to Khadijah. And yo, I didn't I didn't realize there was a segment of my, you know, some other documentation that I required that was required to travel to Dubai. Yeah. So I was just like at the airport, like, damn, this would have been an amazing trip, you know. Yeah. The Muslim woman on the um only Muslim woman on the U.S. triathlon team, so this would have been an, an amazing event to capture. But yeah, was stuck at the the airport, man. So we're gonna get started. All right, any questions for me? No, no I'm good. No, ready to rock and roll? <laughs> oh, we're ready to go. Okay. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, D. Ivan Oxley. Yo, that's one introduction. Oh, we go with the one that I did originally because you have to have a lot of aliases. And since you've got an alias, I'm going to go with this one. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox, Baby O, D Rock, D Living Stone. And today we got a special guest all the way from Toronto, Canada, originally from Dubai. Yo, these guys have a show online. You got to check them out the Creative Talk Shop. So I'm in the chat and I'm talking to them. He said, yo, you will be speaking to Raza. I'm like, yo, y'all got people. So you are talking <laughs> to Livingston. This is Livingston that you're speaking to. Livingston will be taking all the details for the call. I enjoyed what they were doing on the show. Wanted to have them on so I can hear more about them and share them with the community. Give it up for Raza. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. How you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Got the AC off. I got to, you know, wipe my brow occasionally. So if you see me perspiring, it's not because I'm nervous. It's just because it's hot. You might be saying. How hot is it at your end? (laughs) 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 I don't have a a comeback for that. So we didn't we didn't practice that. So I really don't know what to say. It's hot as hell in here, man. I should probably loosen up this top button. But before we go. It's pretty hot here in Toronto as well. Like it's it's been we've been getting some heat waves. It's like oh. 33, 34 averaging. So Yo, it feels like 40 sometimes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it gets pretty warm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I got to know, man, are you a D&D man or are you a five bucks man? 
Yeah, we were just talking about that. I'm definitely a Tim Hortons man. Tim <laughs> I mean, we got Tim Hortons over here in Timmy's. Canada, up in your Timmy's. Yeah, Timmy Horton. Yo, they were in the news recently. I remember. I thought. I think. I, I think it was Tim Hortons. Where yeah, a, a, a customer was a little irate. I don't know what the uh, the the problem was. It caused her to dig in her trousers and pull out some feces and throw it at the the barista. I just yeah. What would compel a person to do something like that? Honestly, I I I remember seeing that video, and um, I don't know. I like I don't get it. Like some some people are got some serious rage out there. They got yeah. some serious anger issues. I have never been so upset that I felt like shitting in my hand and throwing it at a person. <laughs> that you gotta really be upset. I've never gotten that. Yeah. And I hope and pray that I have never that I never reached that level of outrage. No. That's 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 a that's a totally different level. Of but you know, it's like the that goes to show though. Like, there's a lot of people out there just doing some crazy shit just to get you know viral online. It's like mm. those world star videos or six buzz and all of that just to get featured online and just get viral. They'll do some okay. crazy shit. That is not what I would want to go viral for, man. I would. One hundred percent. Is that yeah. remember Grandma? Remember the time Grandma was in Timmy's? And she, we don't talk about that anymore. I guess we, I don't, I don't know if I'd ever want to mention that. That's not what I would want to be remembered for, man. No. Yeah. But that's like last year, the year before that, someone here in Toronto threw a, um, a chair off like some 25th story building down onto the fucking main road and the clout that she got from that. And like people talking about her and now she's like, she got featured in a Drake music video and then Drake had to take it down. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would I put you in a video? Because you threw a chair out of the window. What, what did uh, you accomplish? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm yeah. the chair lady. What, like, she yeah. had a name, a following. That is so ridiculous. Actually, that's funny because that's how everyone knows her. The chair girl. The chair girl. girl. The chair girl. Like the one who threw the chair off the fucking window. Yo, I would not want to interview her. I would rather talk to you, which is why I'm talking to you guys now. You know? I thought I was going to have the pleasure of talking to all you guys, but Roger, so tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started um, on this 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 creative journey. You know, you... you um, Like, I, um, I always been a creative person. I feel mm-hmm. like I always had... More so growing up, I was into uh, producing music, making beats and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, you know, took its turn and didn't really do much with that. It eventually just started making videos and music videos for my friends. I remember growing up, like we had, at the time, Facebook was new. It was like a thing. And mm-hmm. we wanted to, with the beats that I was making and the music that I was doing, I wanted to put up, set up a platform where I could put my music online. And I'd seen some lyric videos on YouTube that people used to do. And I just got on like Windows Movie Maker and I just, you know, put some clips together and start making videos. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really where it started. And I never really took it seriously for till come like a couple of years ago, four or five years ago. That's where I started this um, online Instagram page uh, called Viver. Um, and under that, we started, I started making just, you know, content and Fedora photo shoots. I started taking pictures and videos Fedora, and to unique. Fedora, for those of you who don't know, Fedora is, uh, what is Fedora? Fedora is a French word for um, lingerie, indoor sexy photo shoots. People you know, love so to he, see that he stuff. He hit me with Fedora initially. I was like, well, I don't know what Fedora is. And he said lingerie. I'm like, why did you just say lingerie, man? 
<laughs> yeah, keep it simple. Um, I learned a new word for today, Pajora. Tune in to the Behind the Wheel podcast. You never know what you're going to hear. But uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's essentially how I got into videography. Started doing events, concerts, music videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and as most of my work that I was doing was as a freelancer, um, and we started me and my good friend Carter, Carter Snow, he's the host of the podcast. Um, he um is based out of St. John's, Newfoundland. Um, I just moved recently moved back to Toronto because of the pandemic. Um and so we started this podcast. He's a DJ, he's really involved with the local music scene back in Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. And back in where thought, in Newfoundland. 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 Newfoundland, yeah, it's East Coast Canada. And yeah, the main idea behind starting a podcast was um, to really have conversations like this, where have conversations with other creatives, mm-hmm. with other freelancers, and talk about lifestyle and the business side of things. Creatives talk shop, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. how do we as creatives? How like how do you go about starting up your business? How do you start making money at, at what you do? Because not everyone is living in LA or New York, right? So mm-hmm. where there is a massive industry, or even here in Toronto, there's a big enough industry where you could you know find your way and start doing things and start working on gigs. Coming from a small town, St. John's, which is not really a big city, probably like five hundred thousand people. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, and the art scene over there isn't very. It's kind of stagnant, has been stagnant for a while. Okay. And really that was the biggest motivation behind starting a podcast was like having conversations with people and being like, yo, like how do we, how do you get that start? How do you turn a passion that's a hobby and make it a business? Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's a, that's, that's a good question, man. It deserves an answer. When I think about, um, like I live in Connecticut. Right. I yeah. live in Connecticut now, but I grew up in Brooklyn. So I think about New York, you know, New York sort of like overshadows, you know, you talk about like the tri-state area, mm. you know, New York, Connecticut, you know, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, but New York kind of overshadows that when you have other people within these, um, these, these cities, these states, and they feel like, well, I got to go to New York to get put on because it's New York. And, yeah. You know, we have a radio station here, um, and I'm like, no, it's, it's got one hip hop radio station. But people, like, if you live the southern part of the state, you still get Power 1051, you get 98, you know, you get Kiss or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But in the other part of the state, you get 90, hot, hot, whatever, whatever, hot, whatever the station is. I forget. I don't even listen to it. Partly because, you know, it's, um, I don't even listen to the radio like that. You know, I might turn on occasionally, whatever. But the whole idea of you have artists within the state who feel as though they've got to go to New York to get put on, or you gotta, you know, it's new, it's about New York, or it's about this particular sound. And I'm like, no, that's not. Like, you don't even that's have to wait it. for the that's radio station yeah. to to yeah. get put on. Mm-hmm. You know, so I really appreciate what what you're doing and what you're, you're looking to to attempt to do there in, in Toronto, and just being able to have a conversation with other creators, man. I think it's um it's important. I think communication definitely is a big thing because I find personally in my field of videography and as as an aspiring filmmaker, I think that um, even in the past five years that I've been doing 
from starting from ground zero, having zero followers, nobody knew me, and like mm-hmm. you know, just buying a camera and just being like, how do I? What kind of camera did now, you buy? When you, what was your first camera? Uh, my first camera was a Canon uh, T3i. Okay. Uh, Rebel. Um, and it was still an older camera at the time, um, a couple of years ago. You bought it used or new? I bought it new. I got it off Amazon. And, um, well, hey, uh, here's a tip. Look up bundles, camera bundles online on mm-hmm. Amazon, definitely. You get these little kits, comes with a tripod, a couple of lenses, you know. Um, that's a good start. And that's what I did. And, like, for me too like in the past four to five years i've had a bit of a journey not you know nothing crazy but like i've gotten myself to a point where i can now make money off of what i'm doing mm-hmm. and honestly like i had to figure it out the hard way like i wasted so much time doing free gigs free work which is fine you should everyone start somewhere and you should always be doing free work but we just actually made a post recently about it on our page, Chris Talk Shop, where you got to find and recognize the worth and value that you bring to someone. I, I, and you, and can, can you say that again? You got to find and you got you got to find and recognize the worth that you and value mm-hmm. that you bring to people, yeah. to your customers. And if you believe in your product, you want you will definitely you know you would want to get charged for it. You want you you would want to get paid for it. So yeah. it is what it is and this is what I wish I realized that earlier what, what, a lot what, what led you to that what led you to that realization I think I think the biggest thing was um, getting having a following um, when uh, having people reach out to me and tell me that man like your stuff is really good and the work that you're doing is it's quality like you should you should be paid for it um, you should start charging money for this and I think that's what clicked for me however having said that because i was been living in a small town st john's newfoundland the culture of the people there is they might not necessarily want to you know put out a bit of money for stuff like this like for creative videos and like even if you're involved in music somehow people don't really want to pay you so much because they don't really look at it as a relevant why is that um I think it's just the attitude that people have. I think here in bigger cities, like even here in Toronto or any other bigger city where there is an established industry of creatives doing work, um, people understand, businesses understand that, um, even small businesses understand that if there is a kid with a camera wanting to shoot a small video for you, they'll have a little budget set aside for you know, marketing and social media stuff, content. In the smaller towns, people just look at it like, that's, that's just their attitude. They're like, okay, you know, good for you. We'll, you know, shout, give you a shout out and that's it. And I did tons of work like that. Tons of work like that. Just hoping that, when you, you say, know, t- are you talking about like years of, of doing this? Or are you talking I'd about say, like- definitely, I'd say two to three years of me doing that. And what kept I you going? Charging people. What kept you going during um, that? Hmm? Just like, I I'm honestly, I, now when I think back about it, it's look at it. It's like, I was just so obsessed with what I was doing. I, I just loved it. So I just kept, and I was in school at the time too. So I, for me, it was, it was like, I, that period was about building a portfolio and mm-hmm. knowing that once I graduate, I'm gonna use this as, you know, a portfolio that I've built up for myself. But again, like I was just obsessed, still am, like just obsessed with what I do. Like that's I'm, I'm like at heart, mm-hmm. me and Carter, my partner, like we're 
we're nerds when it comes to like you know stuff like this like be it camera gears or dj equipment and finding out like watching videos on youtube and how to like you know do this that blah 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 and like we just bug out over that stuff so okay yeah so what what how do you think you changed how do you think we changed the mindset of people who who feel like you know you know you this is just a kid with a camera it's a hobby you know it's music um I think your approach really like as I said before if you see the worth and value in your product and what you are offering if you think that you can bring quality and you you then recognize that you wouldn't do anything you don't want to be taken for granted you don't want to be yeah. taking doing things that um that is not giving you any return there's that obviously but also from the other end for anyone else a, a customer to take you serious you got to have a bit of um professionalism the way you carry yourself the way you handle yourself the way you um even present yourself mm-hmm. um i used to in the, like i've sent out some really dumb stupid emails where i've told that yo when i'm a videographer i'll make your video like i didn't know how to write an email even like mm-hmm. a lot of those things and over time you recognize and realize these things that yo like you got to there's there's a little bit of you know a pattern to how you type out a professional email yeah, yeah. and i was just talking about um email and like uh i sent out an email to someone and they responded they keep responding and they put in like exclamation point yeah and i'm like this thank you emphasis behind ex- thank you exclamation point you know every every all of her all of this person's punctuation ends with like an exclamation point i'm like are you screaming at me is that a sc- <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sensitive but are you screaming at me or is this what is this? I got it, yo. Okay, thanks for sending the email. I got it. I don't. I don't know how I should interpret that, man. But, but, yeah. but you know, the other thing too with that is, I think it's the texting culture nowadays. Like, there's so many kids don't know how to like um, do a lot of those things because, and I feel like where we are slightly older and past that generation, I guess mm-hmm. we might not really understand what that exclamation. No, this is a brand, yo. This is this is a brand oh, that I really want to have. On the show, I'd like. I'm not gonna call them out, but I'm like, when I'm seeing this, I'm like, "Yo, exclamate! You're screaming at me. I'm. Why are you screaming? (laughs) You don't have to scream at me. I got it. It just comes. It just was funny to me because that's how you know. That's how I have to interpret these things because yeah, you get to the other side. You wanna you wanna nail the interview. You wanna um, you know, you want to have them on the show. You want to be able to provide value to your audience. You know, which is why I I um I reached out to you guys because. When I see the shot, man, I see, when I seen the videos and I seen the work that you guys were doing, I'm like, yo, you got to have a space where creative people can come and and talk shop or just, you know, if not, you could, there's only but so much geeking out that you can do by yourself watching some YouTube videos until you maybe then start creating. But there's nothing like having someone that you can kick it with who is who's just as obsessed about whatever it is, you know, that oh, you're obsessed about. And it's like, yo, did yeah. you hear, you got the new one, the new what? Like, whether it's a new pair of shoes, like I have this exactly. addiction to, yeah. uh, to running shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I had to stop um, because I like, I got, I have like kicks in the kitchen, you know, this, you know, the kitchen has like the kitchen cabinet and then there's this like space, but like yeah. got sneakers stacked up. Like, oh no! I'm, I'm out of closet space. I got them stacked behind, 
And I'm trying not to want, I had to stop, yo, like, because it was a point where I was going to Sneakaholics Anonymous, man. It was serious. Yo, so do you run a lot though? Like, are you are you yeah. like, do you enjoy running? Yeah, I enjoy running, man. It's something I picked up later on in life, man. It's like I, if you ask me, I would probably say like running, running, like saved my life, man. At one point, because I was just the only time I would run, yo, know, was to get out of the rain, or I'd run to catch a sail. I was not like running. <laughs> that was not something that we did in Brooklyn. Yeah, not, that wasn't that wasn't an option. People, you know. You're familiar with um with rap music or whatever you know the the uh you know the prophet uh notorious big you know you yeah. either got a wicked jump shot or you um slinging crack rock so yeah i could shoot but i wasn't i was not going to be making a career off of this you know so i had to find other options man and so you figuring out finding options and finding somebody that you that you guys can bounce ideas off of and start to uh, to be able to have people recognize that you have value in what you bring into the table. It's important, man. It's definitely. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think like as as um, outside of just that, like as we're talking about running, like we like to focus, like we try and focus on mental health a lot. Yeah, and because. Um, I think uh, people don't realize that as a creative and you could be, you know, a painter, a, and any type of artist, whatever. Um, and as a freelancer, especially trying to establish, there's no nine to five jobs for a painter. Like, you know, you're, you're trying to, you're always looking for that next paycheck, that next gig, that yeah. next, you know, work. And I've we like, it's not a steady job always. It's, it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of, um, thinking that you're always like you know obsessed with like yo like how am i what am i going to do next how do i go and make it better how do i you know expand this make it bigger and you know massive and i think like i enjoy running a lot Mm -hmm. um i don't run out um i just go to the gym (laughs) on a treadmill but i enjoy Mm -hmm. it because that really for me is my outlet and like that's the one hour in the day where i don't think about anything else it's just yeah. Um, that's it. Like I just listen to my podcast, any podcast that I like, or listen to some music. Yeah. And that's it. I enjoy it, is, it a lot. Yo, it's it's something that um it really sort of like tapped into my creativity. Things that I didn't even know were were there. You talk about like mental health um issues and and sometimes it's it, some things become like chic or it becomes comfortable for people to to talk more about it. Um, but yeah, definitely be able to eliminate the stigma that's attached to mental health. Um, running, yo, it, it, it became like a challenge for me, man. Like, how can I, you know, so you grow up during a particular time and music is, 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 is popping and you, you think about how many records you hear with, you know, about whatever, drugs, yeah. rap, yeah. crack you know, booty shaking, whatever, you know, I'm like, how many records could I make about running? And so two years straight, man, every week I would make a new song about, you know, and and included in that song would be, would be about, about running, man. And so it gave me, you know, the challenge of writing, the challenge of creating a beat and, and then, 
you know, rapping. Like I'm, I'm not a rapper, not trying to be a rapper, but the idea is the challenge of the creativity of giving yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this is a task that I want to do. Yeah. How do I tell a story within three minutes? Because basically the, the stories, I have somebody's attention for a three minute period. Yeah, absolutely. Figure yeah. out like I'm going to hook them. So the, yeah. the, the, the weekly race recaps turned into like this podcast, because now you're, you're talking to people from different walks of life, runners, triathletes, you know, entrepreneurs. And so I like talking to people, man. So it's like, yo, this is, this is right up my alley, you know? And I enjoy well, like, were you, or did you ever, um, like pursue music? No. As like a gig, like, or was it, it was just a completely, like, Yo, this a, a was, this was something that I, like 2016, I asked someone, um, I po- made a post on Facebook and was like, tell me about, you know, why you start running or whatever. I'm thinking about making a song about running and people responded. A lot of people responded. And so somebody said, yo, if you're interested, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a 16 and I had to go. I'm like, okay, you're going to send me a 16. I don't know. I, what am I going to do if I got garage band? I could use GarageBand and I'll um I'll make a beat. The early ones were 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 trash. Some of them, were, you know, like I know I like music, but I'm like this is not something that I did. This was not something yeah, yeah. I did growing up. So it was it was only as a result of running that sparked that creativity. Yeah, absolutely. And so when I think about like you know different ventures or things that you're thinking of, um, you have someone that might be watching. It's like, well, if he's doing that, I could do that. And that's 100%, the whole point of yes. it. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole point of it. You yeah, know, that, yeah. that was the end game. And then you, you'll get something like in bits and pieces. I don't know if this, if you have experienced this, where you get a bit like of, of a vision of what you're going to do. And you're like, well, okay, let me do this. So I'm starting this. So like two years. So I have 104 songs, right? The lyrics to the, to the songs. And now I'm thinking like, I should do like an internship like write a story of an older guy who wanted to be a rapper and now he's got his own show and each week, so I already got the music, I don't have to develop the music. Now it's just writing out the the storyline and you got the soundtrack for the music and that's that's your thing. You know, it's an idea. You know, yeah. I got a book. Yeah, idea. Yeah. So when you start bouncing around ideas and you start this, this whole creative process, it's like, yo, it's crazy to me. You know, and I think it about is. like podcasts and I'm thinking about, you know, your story and and the industry, the podcasting industry. It's like, are you kidding me? It's exploding. Oh, 100%. And the other thing, too, which is very interesting with podcasting is that um, people oh, like have this impression that it's probably really easy to do, which yeah. I think. It's not like no. there is so much work and just logistically and just the back end that goes into it, which is so complicated. It's, it's yeah. more than just shooting and recording audio and just posting it online. Yeah. Um, if you're actually like serious about podcasting, like there's so much stuff that I have learned that mm-hmm. I would have never learned. Cause like the type of work that I was doing, I would never expose me to those situations. Um, uh, like I had my creative process of doing things that I did, but like streaming, like I would have never gotten into streaming or even educated myself on streaming or mm-hmm. what it is or how it works. But through this podcasting, through this like, you know, creative process of learning how to podcast and little different things. And now I'm learning about all these other things that I would have never known yeah. otherwise. And it's the same thing with like, um, essentially when we were talking about like me wanting as growing up, I was really into making beats. I used to use Fruit Loops and mm-hmm. um, 
it's all it's also a little bit of problem solving because when you run into an issue you're like yo how do i solve this like how do i get past this and yeah. how do i you know creatively fix this um so at the time we didn't have a platform to post music for me personally like posted it up online anywhere and that's how i got into videography and just editing and like you know like playing around with this or that and softwares and just trying to figure it out yeah and today we have so many like platforms and videos online to learn as well like it's everything you can teach yourself mm-hmm. on youtube do you teach classes online too no i've been i've been thinking about it i've been mm-hmm. thinking about getting into it but again i also feel like um there's so much stuff that people are doing already so unless i have something unique to yeah. offer i don't want to just saturate it and like just be doing stuff that everyone else is doing cuz yeah. i've myself learned off off of some of these videos yeah. i need to just recreate a video that's else is already doing yeah, it's like yeah what 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 point to it let's bring something yeah. new to to the table which is um, yeah and i think that conversation is what the podcast is about our podcast mm-hmm. is like i don't see a lot of people um in my circle at least like talking about the things that we want to talk about um and in our age group like you know like people don't really know how to go about setting up and establishing themselves as an artist or as a creative and be taken seriously. Yeah. Um those are the conversations that we want to have and I I think that is a unique thing that we bring to the table. Yeah, I'm excited about it man cuz I I um recently y- y- you ever you have a vision we talked about vision and you have something I did that that be that might be dropped in your heart at a certain time so like 20 mm-hmm. 2007 you know, I'm thinking about doing a uh, podcast. I was a senior K, uh, senior center manager for uh, FedEx Kinkos at the time. And I was like, yo, mm-hmm. podcasting would be a great training tool. At that time, they were sending CDs, the DVDs to to each of the branches. So you think about the time it takes to create the DVD, mail them yeah. out, we power it up. You got a small screen. How many people can sit around the screen? You got to schedule out. Why don't you just do a podcast and they mm-hmm. were like, mm, we'll think about, we'll, yeah, we'll think about, whatever. Okay. But I've seen the plot. I'm like thinking about the possibilities. I'm like, yo, this is, this is great. I would love to be able to do this. And you think about, you have creative people who are out there who, who may not be in LA or one of some of these big markets and they might have a story. They've been writing a journal for God knows how long. And how do I take that story and put it into, you can now put it into a podcast and you basically got a show yeah, be a podcast. So it's just not like just the talking. You got people sitting around chit chatting and, and shooting the breeze, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you can. There's so many different opportunities that it gets me. It gets my juices going. I'm like, yo, I got to get this guy on. I got somebody coming up at five forty five. Where can people find you all? Find out more about what you guys are doing over at the Creative Workshop. Uh, well, our Instagram is Creative Talk Shop. Uh, mm-hmm. You can visit our website, creativestalkshop.com. Um, there's links to pretty much all our social media. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. Creative Stock Shop. Just look us up everywhere. Personally, I am Raza Galani. You can find me on Instagram as well. Viver, V-E-I-V-I-R dot C-E-A. And yeah, thank you for and the, having and, me. And the DJ, and the DJ, um, the, the, the DJ site. Oh, yeah. the DJ site? Uh, Carter Snow. Um, Carter Snow. Carter Music. Carter, Carter Music. Snow. <laughs> Carter Music. Yes, sir. I appreciate you um, all, man. Thank you so very much for being on the show. Certainly do appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. All right, man.